the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. Your host is Olivia Barrett. She has found a unique way to tell others about kingdom ideas and kingdom responses that have impact in your everyday. She takes you through the moments before and after the big events of the Bible and helps you discover the kingdom idea that transforms the entire story. This program is meant to make kingdom life exciting, new, and simple. Stay tuned for today's kingdom topic. Here's Olivia with today's message. Welcome to Let's Talk Kingdom. My name is Olivia Barrett, and it is exciting that you're here. We have so many great kingdom conversations that go on in these next few minutes, and I just want to like remind you and bless you that that is what this is for. We are to be speaking of the kingdom, like in the middle of the days that we're facing and the news that's coming and laws that are changing. Like we are meant to be people that that speak about the kingdom and the way that God wants kingdom to work here on earth. And and I just really believe like in my core that, you know, it's in us to do this. Like it's in us as kingdom people to start having these kind of conversations and aware that I can have responses and and choices that are maybe different than what social media would have to say or even what uh, people like that really mean their best (laughs) would say to me like I'm listening to the voice of God I'm listening to his thoughts and his ways and and I want this you know this show this program this message to come into those places of you like that you would start connecting to the things that are bringing us life, that are activating who we are inside as kingdom people. You know, we're not meant to just people that, you know, connect to God on our own. We are meant to be people um, that are seen and heard. And I'm telling you, it's an amazing moment to let yourself step into that, like to be in a place of, okay, God, you actually want me to be heard. (laughs) It's a big moment. Um, And I pray that kind of blessing over you. Okay. So I want to actually stay in this place. We are in an exciting place of first Samuel where we are spending time um, before some of the big events that David experienced so that we can see what God is doing either among those people or to prepare the way. And it is really really good but where we've landed here in the last little bit is speaking about Samuel now Samuel is the prophet who was at the time of King Saul and so he was the one who anointed Saul into being the king um, that would carry God's favor you know that would carry um, this kind of blessing Um, and now he was also the man who uh let Saul know that that blessing's been taken from him. Okay, so, you know, Samuel has been in the ups and downs of some of his responsibilities here before God. So it's been a little bit of a challenging place. But something that I've really wanted you guys to see is the faithfulness of the prophet Samuel. He is 
faithful to God's voice and God's word. Um, and I wanted to show you something because it, it directly connects into uh, the moment where Samuel was connecting to the family of Jesse. But, okay, this is so good. Let me read this to you. This is in 1 Samuel 16. Now, this is after King Saul has won the battle against the Amalekites. And the leader, Agag, is actually before Samuel. And he says, And Agag said, Surely the bitterness of death is past. He's trying to talk himself out of the punishment. And Samuel said, As thy sword hath made women childless, so shall thy mother be childless among women. And Samuel hewed a gag in pieces, meaning he cut a gag in pieces before the Lord in Gilgal. All right. Now, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because it really is a moment of faithfulness uh, on Samuel's part. This is exactly how God wanted it to go down. And Samuel had to deliver the message that because King Saul was disobedient um, in how the victory would finish, um, you know, that the <laughs> there were things taken from King Saul. But still, Samuel had to finish what God needed him to do, which was basically uh, cut up into pieces a gag. <laughs> okay, so... There we are, and Samuel did that. Now, the reason why I wanted to bring that up, up beyond the, the amazing fact of Samuel's faithfulness here to God's voice and how God wanted things done in a precise way, this is the place where um, Samuel has actually been told by God to now go find, uh, go anoint the next king, basically. And, and it was a little bit of a treasure hunt because Samuel did not know uh, who this person was going to be. God did not mention him by name, but he did say he was going to be in the family of Jesse. Okay, this is great. So, you know, we already read that um, Samuel had been grieving what had happened with Saul. And God's like, hey, let's get up, get your horn, fill it with oil. You know, we're going to go. It's time to go do the next thing. And he does. Samuel gets right up. But he needed God to rally him to tell him the exact detail of how to get to the family of the next king. And so he does that, you know, he ends up getting a cow that, you know, he's going to um, sacrifice. He invites Jesse's family. But this is so great. And I wanted to read this to you. So he comes to Jesse and Jesse says, <laughs> um, he is basically trembling at his presence coming. So Jesse, who is the father of this family, can see Samuel coming his way. Now, <laughs> The reason why I wanted to read you what Samuel did with a, the leader of a gag is because um, Jesse is aware of what just happened. So not only did King Saul fulfill the victory, um, Samuel actually had to, you know, cut up into pieces and kill the leader of the Amalekites. And so now the word has spread that this is what Samuel did. So this is right after this. Jesse is now looking at the man who did this under God's power coming for him. And I just think this part is so hilarious. But he's trembling and he's like, do you come peacefully? Are you cometh peacefully? Is so good. And he says, yes, peacefully, I come to sacrifice unto the Lord. So sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And so therefore he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. Okay, now we're going to read a little bit more about this story. But again, you know, the faithfulness of Samuel is leading us into meeting David. Now, you know, as Samuel in this perspective 
not one time is he thinking, oh man, I can't wait to meet the next king. I mean, he is still grieving what is happening um, to the anointed King Saul. I mean, he was the one that anointed him before the Lord, but he was also the one that told him that that anointing and that blessing was leaving him uh, because he did not do as the Lord asked, right? So he is grieving this entire process. He is not sitting here, Samuel. You know, Samuel's not sitting here going, oh man, this is so exciting. I can't wait to meet the new king. He's really saying, I am pretty worn out emotionally. <laughs> like, this is a really hard moment for me. You know, I was so excited and felt like this was the right thing to do. You know, this man ended up <laughs> not finishing out the victory the way God asked him to. And that was obviously because of something going on inside of King Saul. Um, what it was, and if you remember this, but it was just this place of he wanted... Um, he didn't want to be afraid of the people. He was afraid of what the people would do or say if he did not go with the request they had, right? So he thought he could appease them and appease God at the same time. And wow, it didn't work. Like, he was seen in that. God saw what he was trying to do in the finish there. Um, but it didn't take away the victory. So I want to say that, like, the victory still happened. And Samuel still killed the leader and cut him into pieces before the Lord, Right. But the favor of God left King Saul. So now God is saying, okay, Samuel, I want you to get up from all of the things you've just experienced. And we're going to go look for the next king. I know where he is, but I need you to anoint him. Now, this is really good and, and just so blessed of God. Like, like he's really treating Samuel as a man who is faithful, but is emotionally pretty, you know, stretched out here. And I, I love that he's not looking at Samuel saying, I need you to know everything right now. Um, I actually just, I'm going to tell you the steps you need to do to get there. And then once you get there, I'm going to tell you as you're with each person uh, who it is and who it's not. <laughs> and I'm really in love with this idea. Like this picture that, you know, sometimes in life we, we really are these Samuels. You know, we're these people who have experienced God, have experienced a word from God, and it didn't go the way he said it would. And whether that was because of a person's choice or circumstances, and it doesn't mean that the victory was lost. It just means something about maybe how it was going to finish or how the direction was going to go got changed. You know, and God's just there, like, caring for us, caring for us in those moments, the exact way he's caring for Samuel. I mean, he doesn't want to overlook Samuel with every detail, but he does give him just enough to get him going. And that is exactly what God is doing. You know, in the moments where we're in these places of, of disappointment or confusion or really, like, I didn't think that it was going to end up bad. Like, I thought where God was leading me was actually going to be a blessed place. <laughs> Not only was it a blessing starting out, but it got changed somewhere down the road. And it doesn't take away from what God was doing, especially at the beginning, or how he's going to make it turn out. But there really is us in the middle going through the curves and the detours and the changes and the things that are happening that affect us emotionally. And I, I want to just bring that up here because it's such an important part of where Samuel is a really key player here in stepping us into um, David and who he is and, and what he's going to be for lots of people. But the faithfulness of Samuel made 
the way. Like it made the way in order for us to be with our next king. And this is King David. Um, so this is so good. And I want to step us into this because I know we're going to be going a little bit further um, into discovering the king. But here we go. So, and it came to pass when they were come that he looked at the firstborn, Eliab, and said, surely the Lord anointed is before him. Surely this is him, right? He's firstborn. He's really big, <laughs> probably really strong. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I've refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance but the Lord looketh on the heart. Now, if you remember, I'm in the King James Version, and that's why you're hearing some of those bigger, older words. Um, but I have really loved being in this version, especially for our show. So um, let me just tell, tell you a little bit of what happened there. You know, so Samuel is still dealing with grief, but he's, you know, in a new moment. So he's like, okay, um, my emotions are still kind of all over the place, but I'm still in this moment with God. And so... I mean, this makes sense. Like, it's in my head. This would make sense. It's firstborn. Like, he's big and strong. And, you know, this is the guy. He's really tall. Let's, let's just choose him. And God's like, it's not him. <laughs> but Samuel is able to discern God's voice so well that he knew that it wasn't going to be him. It wasn't going to be the firstborn. Even though everything on the outside said it was going to be him, God said no. And I need to tell you something before you go to all the next sons of Jesse. Um, I look at people differently. I look at people the way they are intended to be looked at. I don't look at outward appearance. I look at their heart. Now, I'm letting you know that there have been moments where my outward appearance looks way better. Then what is going on inside? <laughs> you know, I mean, if there really are moments of where I have self-sabotaged something, um, believe me, if I was not in a place of, you know, knowing or even a place of repentance, I was looking good on the outside, but man, on the inside, <laughs> it was a wreck in there. Like it was just places of, you know, insecurity and self-sabotage and fear and, you know, so much comparison and so many other things that were wrecking me on the inside. But, you know, if I could look good on the outside, I could. I could do that. I knew that, you know, for me, and you know a little bit of my story, you know, transformation wasn't sticking on the inside of me. And that was um, a huge indicator of what was going on for me. But when transformation could not be on the inside of me, then what I could transform could be how I look or how people experienced me, right? I mean, at least to a point. Um, and I want to just say, like, I'm thinking about this, and I think about this experience with God that Samuel is having. And, you know, there's real reason why God said this to Samuel. You know, it wasn't just like, okay, the first guy, nope, it's he's not the anointed one. Okay, let's go to the next, next one. Second one, nope, he's not it either. And, you know... He wasn't saying this for the benefit of Jesse's sons. I mean, if anything, these guys were being rejected. <laughs> 
Now, not rejected in front of God, but rejected as the anointed king. Okay. So, I mean, there's something here for Samuel, and I want us to really hear this. You know, in a moment of where he's been on an emotional roller coaster, you know, seeing his faithful steps that he's had to do with God, the things that have come, circumstances, choices, you know, people choosing against God's word. I mean, all kinds of things that he's been through. He is standing here in front of a man who he, I mean, he's like, surely this is him, God. Like, surely this is the anointed one. But God actually goes into a further description. Okay, let me just sit here. Like, as a kingdom person, why would God do that? Like, why would God want to minister to Samuel in the middle of his faithful step? Like, why would God do that? Like, why would God remind Samuel what's going on here? You know, the fact that <laughs> the fact that Samuel has been through such a harsh um, few days even, you know, could be a few moments is how it feels. But, you know, how Samuel has been through these ups and downs of what people are choosing and how it's having to go down and then how God had to redirect and, you know, now how God's having to um, rally him to get up and to go do this, you know, do this for God and get up and, and make some movement here. He is standing here being faithful. He is standing here as a man of God being faithful and he is looking at the firstborn son and he is saying, this man has to be him. I mean, look at him. <laughs> And God's like, it's not him, Samuel. It's not him. But I need to tell you something else. I don't look at men the way that men do. Like, I look at men in a way that I know what's going on inside. And that's what I see. I see them from the inside out. And men see them from the outside in. <laughs> and and I just think this was a breath of fresh air. Like, in the middle of where Samuel has been... He needed to be reminded that when God is even looking at him, oh, right, you're looking at me, you're looking at my heart and my dedication to you and my willingness to be faithful, even when it didn't make sense. And even when it was going against my own emotion, like Samuel is sitting here in a moment, getting a reminder from God in the middle of a faithful step as prophet <laughs> that he is like, wow. So this is for me, but this is so I can see how you see, God. I can see that there is something here. Not only are you reminding me in me, you're reminding me inside of me. You see me on the inside before you see my outward works, before you see my to-do list and the things that are, you know, right in front of me. You literally see me first on the inside. Okay, but you know what, God? I haven't been able to do that. I haven't been able to look at the inward appearance yet. So, okay. And God is giving Samuel that moment before he steps into the other guys, looking at the other guys and into those next faithful steps. I am going to apply something that God does. I'm going to apply because here's the thing. As he goes to the second guy, he doesn't question at this point. It's more of a, God, is this the next one? Oh, is this one the anointed one? Oh, wait, I guess we need to keep going. It wasn't a place of question anymore. Like, surely this is him. Well, surely this is him. Well, you know, it wasn't this constant place where Samuel was saying, um, I need you to prove to me or show to me 
uh, what you're doing here. It was this place of Samuel receiving from God a moment that he needed to be reminded of how God sees him so that he could look at others the same way. Now, if you have ever been in a moment of where God is expressing something to you, he is giving you maybe a new picture of how he loves and cares for somebody or how he is um, seeing somebody else. But what you know is that it's for you too. Like he's showing you how he cares for somebody on the street, but it's actually for you too. Like you can experience it on the inside because not only does it give you eyes for that person, it lets you see how God sees you. Now, I know that this is like those moments of, okay, God, like not only are you, are you teaching me, you're letting me experience it. Like it's a, it's a hearing and an experience, a hearing and a doing at the same time. Like you're doing this work inside of me at the same time that you're letting my eyes and my ears experience it for somebody else. Now, what I call this a lot of times with God is him doing the double time. Like he's doing the double time work. It's like it's happening in double time. You know, you don't have to look very hard in scripture to find him doing this over and over and how he's he's doubling up. It's like in a moment of him saying something, he's doubling up something for you. Like it was meant to be spoken for that person, but it's doubling up because it's for you too. Like that word that you just spoke over that person, you can sense it inside and feel yourself receiving it. And it's a doubling up. And this is exactly what's happening here. Like as Samuel is in a moment of a faithful step with God to find the next anointed king. I mean, wow, what a big moment here. Samuel is getting the experience with God of doubling up. God is going to double up here. He is showing him perspective But he is letting Samuel experience on the inside the doubling up of his reminder. God is seeing Samuel in the same light. He is seeing Samuel for his heart for God and his commitment to God's voice and his faithful acts. Okay, wow. Okay, so there we are. (laughs) It's such a good one. Samuel has just stuck out to me tremendously um, as I've been reading about David. Isn't that so fun? Okay, so here we are. And now Samuel is moving forward and he's basically going down the line. Now, if you know anything about particular numbers, I think this is really interesting because um, it says that, um, again, Jesse made... Seven of his sons passed before Samuel. Okay, so what does this mean? This means that the first son was not the anointed one. God had to spend a little bit of time with Samuel to understand why we were moving on. Okay, so we're moving on. The second one came. The third one came. The fourth one came. Fifth, sixth, seventh. Here they go. All right. And he hasn't heard from the Lord Oh, there's no anointed ones here. What is happening? And it's so good because Samuel turns to Jesse. Are all of these your children? (laughs) Like, do you have any more, basically? And he says, well, there's one that remains. Now, this is so interesting because the youngest one wasn't even included in the line. This tells you how small um, David was in the family. (laughs) Like, he wasn't even included. To be standing in front of the prophet. Like the dad didn't even go for him. He was just going to let him keep working through the experience. You know, like 
David was going to be out there just working right along. And I'm just like, wow, like that's a big moment there. But it was so good because Samuel could tell something was going on here. And he said, we'll send for him. We're not going to sit down until he comes. And do you know that as soon as Samuel took a look at David, he heard God say, this is him. Lord said, arise, anoint him for this is he. Now, (laughs) this is pretty amazing because... Um, the guys that Samuel had been looking at were, he was looking at them face to face. Like Jesse had them basically parade individually in front of Samuel so that Samuel could say, you are the next anointed king, right? Well, David from a distance was seen and God spoke and Samuel knew as soon as he could see him from a distance that this was the next anointed one. The blessing of God was already on him. Now, this is where I want us to go really quickly. And then we will move into our next show. But this is so great because it says that Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Okay, that leads us into our next exciting moment with David. But I just want to say... Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. We want you connected to kingdom topics that move and shape your week. Olivia believes in creating partnerships for Let's Talk Kingdom. People who know that kingdom topics and kingdom approaches add value and multiply what God is doing in your life. She wants you to become a monthly partner of Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. For a few minutes each week, I share how I understand big things in the Bible. It's exciting to me to speak about how God helps us understand what the kingdom can look like in our world, but through his eyes. This investment in you is one of the most exciting things I do. So I ask you to invest back into Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. Let's explore together what God is saying in these kingdom topics. Become a partner and give towards the kingdom conversations that are transforming your life. You can find us on ltkradio.com and click on the partner tab to give your monthly gift. I'm excited you're here. Visit ltkradio.com and click on the partner tab. Become a monthly partner and watch Kingdom Conversations grow around you. Thanks again for connecting to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. We will see you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.